What will your future look like? The job you do today could be different than the jobs of tomorrow. Some see this as a challenge. At UCF, we see opportunity. A chance for you to grow your knowledge and strengthen your skills from anywhere life might take you. With in-demand degree programs and resources for your success, UCF Online can help you prepare for the future and all the possibilities that come with it. From the University of Central Florida's Center for Distributed Learning, I am Tom Cavanaugh. And I am Kelvin Thompson. And you are listening to TopCast, the teaching online podcast. Indeed. Good morning, Kelvin. Good morning, Tom. And might I say, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, yeah. And so we are recording this in the morning. Yes. And um, you are getting ahead of yourself a little bit, I think, with the new year. Although by the time anybody's listening to this... That's my point. It We're is time a, traveling. That's right. We are time traveling because this this should be released the first week of January in the uh, year of our Lord, 2020. 2020. Yeah. We're going to have fun with that all year long, this 2020. Oh, can you... Well, let's have a vision statement. <laughs> a 2020 vision statement. <laughs> very, very, very bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All kind of stuff. So, you have just handed me my hot cup of joe. Indeed. I am stirring gently. Indeed. Indeed. And um, while I am stirring, maybe this is a good time to talk about something a little bit different that we're going to do in 2020. Yeah. So let's talk about that. So this was your bright idea, and I think it, I think it's going to work, but it's an experiment. We're framing it. <laughs> so you're officially experiment. putting it on the record. If it doesn't go well, I can be blamed. Uh, I'm just saying, I'm with you. I'm with you. You came up with it. So if it works, yay. It, it, but I was behind you. And if it doesn't work... You came up, but I, I, I was, I was, commis- I was, what was I? Complicit. Complicit. I, I was complicit. Culpable. Culpable. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I go to jail with you. Uh, so we've had a, I guess there's two things. Here's, here's how, here's how innovation happens, Tom. We've had a backlog of interviews. We got a backlog of coffee. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> both of those things. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so then you, you thought, what do we do about all that stuff? Right. Well, you know, we actually we do have a certain amount of guilt on both of those fronts that we mm-hmm. haven't gotten to all the coffee and then we haven't gotten to all the interviews um, because we have so many great interviews with our colleagues from around from around the country, actually around the world. Around the world. Yeah. yeah. Stay it's tuned. Top Stay, cast mm, that's a little uh, foreshadowing. That's right. So um, we thought rather than then just hold them <laughs> until we get to them. Um, uh, we would potentially increase the frequency of our TopCast episode distribution um, for 2020. And so the idea is that we would release two episodes a month. Mm-hmm. And the first one in the month would be one of our standard Tom and Kelvin mm-hmm. pontificating. That's right. Talk uh, them in the closet. About something, mm-hmm. hopefully of interest. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the second one uh, in the middle of the month would be one of these interviews. Mm-hmm. And um, they're they're really interesting, a lot of them. Yep. We want to make sure people all hear of them. them. All, all of them are interesting. Actually, yeah. <laughs> all of them are interesting. If, if, you should listen to all of them. If not, uh, it's my fault. <laughs> it's my half that's not interesting. <laughs> no. um, yeah, but... It, it, some of them are timely, too, mm-hmm, and we mm-hmm. want to make sure that they get out in, in a reasonable amount of time. And we failed on that from 2019. Yeah, yeah. 2018 into 19. So uh, I think this is what we're going to do. First Monday in the month uh, will be the, the first episode, like, like normal. Uh, and as you said, Tom, the, the in-studio, kind of us. And probably the third Monday of the month 
I'm guessing will be um, the interview right. thing. And we'll, so we'll keep that alternating thing we've had. It's just there's more of it. So you have to let us know what you think about that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> too much Tom and Kelvin. That's let us right. know. <laughs> if, if you yeah. just lop off the wraparound, I like the people that you yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I, I think everybody will find those those interviews really interesting, and um, and we'll we'll try it for for 2020. We we think yeah. we have enough inventory or close to it that that's right. that we should be able to pull this off. And um, we've met with our vast support team, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not even exaggerating. It, it, it's grown over time. <laughs> yeah, and we could not do this by ourselves. So no, that that was a decision that did not just impact Kelvin and me. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. was it was a group decision, and everybody seems to be on board. Yeah, so we're, we're gonna give it a shot. Yep. So we'll see. Okay, uh, so I've had a couple of sips. Yes, and? And my usual question is, I mean, I like it. Yes. Uh, what's in the third? What is it? Yes. Uh, well, Tom, in a return to one of my favorite versions of the Coffee Connection, <laughs> I brewed the coffee, but you chose it. So uh, yes, why don't you tell us about today's coffee? <laughs> <laughs> what's in the thermos, Tom? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, this is this is from uh, a TopCast listener, Gates Bryant, mm-hmm. uh, a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've done uh, some work with uh, Gates is a partner at Titan Partners. I did a webinar with him once. I think I filled in for you. That's that's the closest we've been together, yeah. virtual on the same screen. <laughs> um, and so yeah, I've been I've uh, been on some committees and done quite a bit of work with Gates and and Titan has done some work with us. And mm-hmm. so um, Gates shared some coffee with us. Um, actually, it was quite a while ago, mm-hmm. and it was one of those backlogged coffees. Mm-hmm. But we're finally getting to it, Gates. But you know, it's drinkable. I think this is this is no, not bad. No, you, could, you could worry about this. I yeah. like it. It's fresh, freshly ground this morning, just for you. So it's um, w- we are drinking this just prior to the holidays or in the holiday season of 2019, even though you are listening to this in um, 2020. That's right. And uh, it's appropriately titled uh, or, na- or called Jingle Juice. Ooh, I love that. Yes. Jingle Juice. Jingle Juice. And it's from... Happy Holidays. Red Eye Coffee Roasters in Hingham, Massachusetts, which mm-hmm. is in the greater Boston area where Titan and Gates mm-hmm. are. And um, there's a story behind it, which is why I thought it was appropriate. I'd like for me some coffee with a story. Let, let's see what you got. <laughs> today's episode. Um, so the the founder, the the person who started this company, this uh, coffee company, um, started or was previously as a uh, serving as a creative director in a marketing agency, mm-hmm. and had a um, you know a hobby of roasting and brewing coffee, and was able to um, turn that. Uh, avocation into a vocation, mm-hmm. and um, now that's that's what he does. And Gates thought it was an it was a kind of an interesting uh, example of of the the kind of difference that education can make to transform lives mm-hmm. to, to help people um, find their passions and achieve their dreams. Yeah, and I thought that um, made a lot of sense for today's episode. So maybe I'll turn the tables on you. Yeah. Do you get the connection? Yeah, I, 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 can, I, can, I can feel my way in the dark. I think that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> there's, there's passion. There's, uh, there's, there's vocation. There's like uh, employability. There's the transformative power of education. Those are all good story elements because yep. in this episode, we're discussing the modern trend of education as a benefit 
especially among large employers and what that has to do with online education. And we'll zoom in a little bit with an illustration of how these themes intersect with our work here at UCF. So I, I get it. Yep. That makes sense. Okay. That was worth waiting for, this jingle juice. <laughs> Good. That's All right. right. Well, and thank you, Gates. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, education is a benefit. Uh, if you're listening to TopCast, you probably are aware of this trend. Mm-hmm. Um or at least some of the players in the space. And the idea is that uh, companies are increasingly offering um, education to their employees beyond the more traditional just tuition reimbursement programs. Mm -hmm. So a a traditional tuition reimbursement program might require, and this is what I did when I got my my MBA. I was going to ask you that. I thought that you had been part of a... An entity that I was, and it's, that. it's why I um, it's why I picked the school I did because mm-hmm. the tuition fell right under <laughs> what they would pay, uh-huh. and um, I was uh, I had to front the money, and then if mm-hmm. you get a certain grade, they um, they reimbursed you up to a, you know a certain limit, and and you had to you know um, kind of apply for that. These education as a benefit companies, these third party companies that that manage these programs on behalf of the bigger companies. Um, typically arrange it so that the uh, the employees don't have to front the money. Yeah. And that's a big difference. Uh, and you will see um, higher uh, adoption of these mm-hmm. uh, of these opportunities as a result of that, I think. Yeah, although um, I guess some in some situations there is some money that's paid in, but it's not nearly the pay all of it right and then submit and Wait. Yeah. And every one of these is different, yes. right? depending yep. upon the corporate culture. Um, in many cases, they will uh, only pay for certain uh, degrees. In other cases, if, if you think about the one that, that's gotten a lot of publicity, the, um, the Walmart program that uh, Guild Education is managing, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll do a full disclosure on Guild because we are mm-hmm. working with mm-hmm. Guild. Mm-hmm. Um, they, uh, I think Walmart calls it a dollar a day. Right, and yes. the the employees have to uh, pay a, uh, the equivalent of you know three hundred sixty five dollars yeah. a dollar a day. Um, so that's their you know personal match, um, and then the company picks up the rest for uh, some approved degrees, which is a whole lot better than fronting a couple thousand bucks. Exactly. Which yeah. just to comment on this, right? The traditional stuff, uh, like that you experienced that you told us, um, some of the criticisms I've read are that that sounds good. But it ends up not getting nearly the engagement with employees that uh, one might hope for. Yeah. And uh, I, uh, you turned me on to this um, episode of um, Ed Surge on Air that mm-hmm. Jeff Young did on uh, a kind of related to this topic. And uh, he made this point um, that it's the folks who can afford to upfront the money. Right. Right. <laughs> that that engage maybe maybe your executives and all, which is not which is great, which is wonderful, but uh, for the individuals involved, not so great if you don't have the the cash flow yeah. uh, to take advantage of it. So yeah. that's where these new and I think come it in. was um, he interviews a number of people in an episode, including Rachel Carlson, the CEO yeah. of Guild, uh-huh. and I, I think she makes that point as yeah. well. So yeah. um, we'll link to that episode yeah, yeah, in, absolutely. in our the show, show notes. notes. Yeah. Um, and thanks to Jeff um, for um, for that. Uh, I think it's a really well done episode. Yeah, um, two, and, and part of a two episode <clears throat> series. It is, yeah. Um, and and the second one is the one that has the, yeah. that mm-hmm. comment that we're talking about. Yeah. But interesting, the first one talks a little bit about the the hourly frontline workers mm-hmm. and the just the the you know the challenges associated with working in those kinds of jobs. 
And um, one, of the, one of the criticisms of these programs is that, yeah, you may offer these programs as an employer, and that's great PR, but um, these people are, are being scheduled in such a mm-hmm. way that they, they can't even take advantage of online education with its, all of its mm-hmm. you know, inherent flexibility. Yeah, so you, you've boxed them into a corner somehow. Right. You know, he talks a lot about this idea of the clopen, where you get yeah. scheduled for a close and then an open, and then you know, human being it makes sense and by an algorithm who's doing the scheduling, but human beings have to you know, actually live that way and have yeah. no predictability in your scheduling. Yeah, it's very so, sad. Yeah, I get it. But you know, to your point earlier about you know, bringing this back to online learning, mm-hmm. um, it's only through online learning that you can even give people who have those kinds of struggles a path. You know? right. You're right. We've talked a lot about that here before, maybe in the, the, our episode with our friend Chuck Jubin here. Opportunity. That's yeah. what, that's yeah. what uh, online, especially in various forms of, of uh, digital learning, adaptive learning do, is they provide opportunity uh, through uh, flexibility. Yeah, which is which is powerful. So, well, a big one that was that got a lot of press a number of years ago. I'm sure everybody's heard of is mm-hmm. the Starbucks program mm-hmm. with with Arizona State. Yep. And um, in our conversations with ASU, um, my understanding and and reading some of the public um, stuff that that they've talked about, I, I think they have ten thousand uh, baristas and other Starbucks employees mm-hmm. in that program. And and the last number I heard, which may not be current, was I think they graduated uh, at least two thousand. And so that one's been really successful, mm-hmm. and it and it shows the power of the partnership. It's the um, earliest big one that I can remember. That goes back. That's like five years old. Do you can you yeah, believe that? Yeah, it's like twenty fourteen. Yeah, it, and and it's interesting because um, ASU has now um, kind of turned that uh, model into another company, mm-hmm. um, very much like a guild education, but with some differences called Instride. Mm-hmm. There's another one out there that um, is uh, run by Pearson, mm-hmm. Pearson Accelerated Pathways, mm-hmm. and they just bought a company called Lumerit um, that di- does this. Mm-hmm. And you can see some big players in the space kind of coalescing around this opportunity yeah. uh, because the um, the unemployment rate is low yeah. and uh, employers see this as a retention strategy. Yep. And um, frankly, there's an ROI for mm-hmm. this. It's it's a lot cheaper to keep your employees and yeah. and skill them up than it is to try and go and recruit um, new employees when when they're uh, when they're leaving and you have a high turnover. Yeah, and you know those those aspirations are the same as the traditional education as a benefit, right? The um, uh, the International Foundation of Employee. Benefit plans. Who knew there was such a thing? Yeah. Did this 2019 <laughs> survey, and it's like 92% of American employers offer some kind of um, uh, education as a benefit. Wow. But that's, of course, uh, predominantly the the traditional kind. And the things that they, the reasons they did it, exactly what you said: recruitment and retention. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest goal. Mm-hmm. But the biggest problem with it is how expensive it is. Yeah. And yeah. And that you don't get it always right, and so people get ticked off about how you know, they aren't or are accommodated or whatever. So these new companies and these new efforts make things better, hopefully. And in the past, as I said, traditionally these programs um, have restricted the kinds of degrees mm-hmm. or programs you can pursue you know, related to business or IT mm-hmm. uh, or something that is directly related to right. your particular profession if you're in healthcare or something yeah. like that. Which you can understand. Absolutely. You know, 
as a capitalist, <laughs> I get it. Right. But there, there is also a benefit in in retention and others in, in opening that aperture a little bit and letting that's people right. kind of have a little more freedom and flexibility. When you look at the Starbucks program, yep. I think that's... It's kind of quintessential. It is. Makes the case yeah. there, right? And um, I mentioned we are working with Guild. Mm-hmm. We're, we're a part of the Disney Aspire program. We going to talk about that a little bit. How we got there, and sure. Um, um, but you know, before I do, just to, uh, to kind of close that thought, that uh, Disney um, may not let you study whatever you want, but it's pretty darn close. Mm-hmm. Um, we are we currently have I think seventy different programs available to Disney employees, um, or at least their hourly frontline employees mm-hmm. um, who meet you know requirements, and. Um, you name it, it's on that list. So it's it's not res- very restrictive, in my opinion. Uh, of seventy programs, undergrad and grad, um, I think you can find pretty much anything that you're that you're mm-hmm. going to be interested in. Mm-hmm. So you know, good for for Starbucks, good for Disney. Um, yeah, so I can talk a little bit about that. Um, you know, we <laughs> we're here in Orlando, if you haven't noticed, and. Um, Oh, boy. Yeah, there are only a few employers bigger than UCF. and uh, <laughs> There's at least one with a mouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so our, our friends at Disney, and we've, you know, we've partnered with, with Disney Company and Walt Disney World for, mm-hmm. for years as, a, as an institution. Mm-hmm. So we've got a longstanding relationship with them, and it, and it just sort of made sense for us to support them and, um, and their uh, desire to, to help their, their employees. Here in Orlando, I think there's something like 53,000 eligible hourly employees um, who could take advantage of Disney yeah. Aspire. And what that does is it lets the hourly employees uh, pursue higher education if they, um, if they have 90 days of, of continuous service. 90 days. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. Yeah. It's like probationary period. Yeah. So at the time that we're recording this, we've been in it really for one semester. Mm-hmm. Um, we we kind of launched it over the summer and we run it for the fall of 2019. And um, we had, uh, I think, tremendous response. We, we've had hundreds of students that want to be a part of this. And interestingly, about at least this first batch of students, um, a good percentage of them, I want to say between 30 and 40 percent of them, were already students yeah. at UCF. So now Disney's paying for the education that they were previously paying just, for. It just, it just makes it better. Yeah. I ran across this um, quote from our interim president here at UCF, Thad Seymour, that kind of makes that point, which I really so appreciate. wrote it down. Many of our UCF students already are Disney employees, which is what you just said, who will ultimately benefit. And this program has the potential to change lives in our community for generations. Yeah. See, that to me, I have to come back to stuff like that, right? You know corporate and benefit. This is what we're trying to do. Yeah. You're trying to make a, a clearer, smoother path for folks who wouldn't necessarily get a higher education through these innovative models and and in our world, the, the educational technology, digital learning part of it too. Yeah. And I, you know, I personally find it inspiring and it reminds me why I am doing this mm-hmm. instead of the corporate training that I did <laughs> prior to getting into higher education. Uh, I spent a half a day out at Walt Disney World at their Disney Aspire Expo here in town. We also sent a team out to Anaheim to meet with folks out there, but I, I participated in the one here. And um, I just I was just so inspired by the students that I spoke to, the mm-hmm. potential students. Not all of them, I think, are going to be a good fit for UCF. Um, some of them might be a better fit for our partner at Valencia College um, or um, maybe some 
you know, get your high school degree mm-hmm. kind mm-hmm. of, you know, but all of those are offered within Disney Aspire. Which I thought was great. It's yeah. not just go to college. It's yeah. complete your high school. Yeah. And they even are, are now doing some language training yeah. and some other kinds of things. So you can learn English if you don't, you know, speak, you know, business English yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I just, in talking to the students I, I um, interacted with, I just found it super inspiring and, um, you know, drove back to campus just feeling like we were, we were doing the right thing. Yeah, you um, you've you've sent a link which we're going to put in the show notes to um, this video uh, that uh, Disney put together of of one of their cast members getting uh, the word that that she's going to be able to go to college at UCF because of this program. Right. And I have watched that thing probably five times, yeah. and I cannot watch. What is it? Thirty seconds? A minute? I know. I can't watch it. Without tearing up, I know every it gets dusty time. in the room every time I watch it, and she's so happy. And her bosses are because so, <laughs> oh they're the ones that surprise her with the yeah. with the admissions acceptance, and and that's uh, great. She, yeah, so it, it's really inspiring, and um, and and you know, I I think I'll include a link to a tweet I did after I spent a morning out at Disney. Um, they had a a uh, kind of a couple of these banners with all these sharpies on it, and. Um, the students could go and write sort of self-affirmation mm. kind of sayings or mm-hmm. things that like, I, you know, I will do these, you know, yeah. kind of, I will accomplish this. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I took a picture of that and uh, at least one of them. And it was, there were two of them and they were huge. They covered a wow. giant table. And, and that in and of itself was, yeah. was really inspiring. See, that, that, that's the reason, right? I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah. what you're shooting for here. Absolutely. And so beyond Disney, so Disney is our personal experience, at least yeah. within the past semester. Um, but when you look at some of the others, we talked about um, Starbucks. Yeah. Um, uh, ASU is also working with Uber. And mm-hmm. um, uh, Guild is also working with Walmart and Chipotle mm-hmm. and Lyft. Right. Um, Papa John signed a deal with Purdue Global. Um I saw a big sign in the local Papa John's when I got mm-hmm. a pizza about get your degree, yeah. you know, drive for us and get your degree from Purdue Global. I, and it filled a window. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. Well, it is. If I mean, we've talked before, like if we're really going to try to move the needle on degree attainment, I mean, I know it's also a trend, which we should probably talk about at some point, Tom, these, you know, smaller credentials, uh, non-degree uh, little certifications and, and stackable credentials, um, at the especially two-year schools and all but if you're going to move the needle on degree attainment it's going to take stuff like this yeah 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 so all right i'm a believer in it Uh for what it's worth yep i i'm totally have drunk the kool-aid on this one is there a but coming yeah, but there are people who have concerns, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we'll I will link to some of these concerns, but mm-hmm. so here's one that I've read. Mm-hmm. The so we know that the um, employers typically will cover up to the the tax threshold of $5,250. Yep. And some have expressed a concern that uh, policymakers will view the growth of these kinds of programs as a a um, an evolution that means they don't have to fund it. Uh, so that yeah. the like like healthcare, mm-hmm. like rather than so some people feel like we should have a national healthcare and mm-hmm, and that mm-hmm. should be publicly funded, and um, and people worry that uh, policymakers will stop funding public education mm-hmm. and say well that's now become the responsibility of employers, yeah. and if you don't have one of these jobs that offers it, right. then you are going to be locked out of that sort of opportunity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who knows? Um, yeah. It's an interesting concern, though, and probably one worth putting on the table. Yeah. 
I've also seen some criticisms, and I would just say, before I say the criticism, I would, I would say this is why we need good data and good research always. But one criticism I read of even the newer models is, okay, we purport to be making a, a, a straighter path for um, underserved populations, but uh, there were some assertions I read in one um, analysis that, well, uh, often underserved populations don't do as well in uh, these new models and online education and so forth. So, you know, that's that's disingenuous to, you know, to say that you're going to uh, uh, help people. I just think we need better data, and I think yeah. we need we need research, and, and, and let's take a look and see what's happening. I think the, the aspirations are definitely there, though. Yeah, yeah. And our experience here has been for years that our underserved populations are not disadvantaged by online education, I would, I would no, say. No, uh, certainly not at, at UCF. Right, um, that's right. Yeah, uh, they perform as well as, if not in some cases, a little bit better, particularly in blended. That's right, yeah. that's right. Uh, I will say that the, the Guild uh, partnership with uh, UCF, uh, the Disney Aspire partnership in particular, mm -hmm. um, is not limited to online education. Right. Um, so that's just, uh, I think, a, an advantage of geography for, yes, uh, for that, us. That's right. Um, so we have, a, we have a number of programs that are not online that are available to mm -hmm. students. We do have a, 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 ver a, a regional campus mm -hmm. that is like just six miles from the front door of, of <laughs> Disney World. And so that's available to students as well. Yeah. Uh, I know our coffee is dwindling. And yeah. Anything else that you can think of that we need to mention that we didn't about uh, either our experience or this phenomenon in general? Uh, maybe two last thoughts. So one is the um, the investment world. Mm -hmm. I think sees value mm. in in whether that's venture cap or yeah. whatever mm -hmm. um, sees value in these programs because. Um, Guild Education recently just became what they call a unicorn, <laughs> which is it's got a billion dollars of market cap, and uh, that's that's not insignificant. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's one of only a handful of companies that um, that is a unicorn that is uh, led by a, a female CEO. Mm -hmm. So I think that's interesting, and mm -hmm. it's worth watching. And I and uh, the market will be watching these companies very very closely. Um, Instride, which is ASU's company that right. that they have started with um, with the Rise Fund, which is a big venture capital fund, um, it has been set up as a public benefit corporation, which means in addition to the bottom line, they are also measuring themselves on social impact, which is interesting as yeah. well. Yeah. Um, and maybe the second thing that I'll mention is that there is a, a, a McKinsey report that came out that that talks about the future of work. Mm -hmm. And I think these companies, in addition to a a retention strategy for um, tuition benefits are also uh, looking to try to uh, identify future pathways for students, employees, I guess mm -hmm. I should say, um, in jobs that are going to be potentially replaced by automation or other right, kinds of things. Because right, when you think right. about the sort of frontline retail workers, yeah. um, in Jeff Young's um, podcast, I, I was just thinking that. he talks about um, McDonald's and he yep. talks to a, an executive at McDonald's responsible for their uh, Archways to Opportunity, Opportunity I think, program, yeah. mm -hmm. which is their program. Right. Um, but if, have you been in a McDonald's lately? Mm -hmm. There's an awful lot of kiosks, kiosks yep. and um, people are starting to be replaced. So how can you reskill your existing worker population and uh, partnering with an education company or an education mm -hmm. provider like uh, UCF or whoever yeah. um, is one pathway to do that. Yeah. And there's two different thoughts there, right? Reskilling or upskilling versus de-skilling. And 
you want the first, you don't want the latter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I tend to be maybe naive and optimistic, and mm-hmm. I think people's hearts are in the right place when it comes to this. Um, mm-hmm. And if, if people's hearts being in the right place can intersect with positive market forces, mm-hmm. like profit motives, um, then it could be really powerful. But we should we should collect data, analyze the data, and see... Uh, how we're doing and how we can improve. Is this, this is all still in its infancy, really, these new things. Yeah, it really is. And uh, I'm glad to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it, it certainly is consistent with our mission as a public university. Absolutely. Yeah. That's right. Okay. So do you want me to... Try to put a button bow yeah. runway on it? All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you say so. <laughs> So uh, higher education benefits uh, both individuals and society, mm-hmm. and education as an employee benefit, though, has the potential to increase college degree attainment by providing better higher education access to underrepresented populations in the service sector, those frontline hourly workers. Yep, yep. On, and online education is an accelerator for this effort. Yeah. Yep. When I, you know, I've used my mom as an example, and although it's a little bit different, she was a nurse before mm-hmm. she retired, and worked the uh, graveyard shift in the ICU mm-hmm. for many, many years. And if she had wanted to go back to school, she was not going to be able to go to Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. Right. O- online education would have been the only pathway for somebody in a job like that. And yeah. if you think about somebody who's um, who's who's working an hourly shift yeah. and as in the first part of Jeff's mm-hmm. um, two-part yeah. podcast, mm-hmm. you'll, you'll hear how the retail and hourly workers schedules are not predictable no and it's really hard not, not human friendly right yeah and so in some cases they don't even know that week um which you know makes all kinds of implications yeah, child yeah. care and all kinds yeah, of right, just right. being with your spouse or whatever right, right. but um if you think about trying to work into a semester's you know schedule of classes it just doesn't work yeah. online is the only way to make it work yeah so um you want to do a plug Sure. I think we have one, right? You yep, said? We, we, we do. Uh, we'll try to make it brief. But TopCast listener Jason Johnston, who is the Director of Teaching and Learning at the University of Kentucky, left the following review on Apple Podcasts. He says, I work in higher education and daily navigate the complexities of guiding and practicing quality online education. This podcast understands the current strengths and challenges of distance and blended learning because the hosts are actually doing it full of timely topics, content, and guests, but with lighthearted banter, saving it from banality. Great work, Tom, Kelvin, and UCF. See, that's my favorite line, right? The banter saves us from banality. I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were saying before we hit record, there's a bumper sticker if I ever saw one. We may, may add that to the Top Cast store. <laughs> <laughs> the banter saves us from banality. Wow. I, I, hopefully that doesn't mean the rest of what we're talking about is banal or banal right. or however it's pronounced. But, uh, yeah. Banal. That's right. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you, Jason. Yeah, that was great. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that's I think that's about it. Yeah, I think uh, my my coffee's gone. Thank you to Gates Bryant for the coffee. Indeed, thanks, Gates, uh, and for the story. Uh-huh. Um, and um, and I think our time is up. So uh, until next time, for Topcast, I'm Tom. I'm Kelvin. See ya.